Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about, does the Well of Radiance need a nerf? A lot of people have been saying that it's too strong, too influential. You're going to jump to the comments and be like, stop nerfing stuff, Lono, but let me make my case. Let me talk about this, and let me try to give you an idea of why it may need to be tweaked. I don't want to take away your your favorite super, but if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now, so come on in, join the conversation. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me I'm wrong. Those are always fun conversations. So first I want to talk about how the Well of Radiance is an outlier. Then I want to talk about how warlocks are cool. Warlocks are cool, and they've been relegated to just using Well of Radiance all the time. And then I want to end by talking about suggestions that they could do to tweak it. I don't want to take it away from you, but suggestions to tweak it, um, as well as PvE design. I think PvE design is coming into play here with bosses that basically just stand there like a big giant meathead and let you dump insane damage into them and... You know, that that's part of the problem as well. So this is not just a well problem, but I do believe <clears throat> when you look at the number of attunements in the game, the number of supers in the game, Well of Radiance is just an enormous outlier. So let's open up by talking about that. It's an outlier. It is undeniably stronger and more influential than any other super in the game in PvE. Nothing really comes close. Now, I know people are going to be like, but Lono, it's because of boss design, boss design, boss design. Here's the problem, though. Bungie cannot go back and retroactively change every single boss fight in all of Destiny 2. So if we admit that boss design is a part of the problem and it's made Well of Radiance one of the absolute, you know, best supers in the game to use, you if you if you blame it all on boss design, the problem is there's too much content that you'd have to go back and rework. I think they could do other things to the super to kind of bring it down into sort of a a healthier lane with the rest of the supers. Virtually all boss and DPS strats center around Well of Radiance. Now, I know you're watching Chevy and Glad and these guys, they're doing funny things with, you know, using, using punches and melees to kill bosses. But in general, okay, the normative strats, whether you use LFG, play with your clan, play with your buds, Well of Radiance is the, is the go-to strat. You're going to use that. You're going to use it in Gambit. You're going to use it in Strikes, Reckoning, pretty much everywhere you go. And I don't expect Bungie to go through and say every Strike, everything in Reckoning, everything in the Forges, everything in the EAZ, all this stuff. We can't ask them to go back and retool all the boss fights. Because to a certain extent, I kind of like having those little melt sessions. We just need other things to be given a chance to shine in those melt sessions. We need a baseline, is essentially what I'm saying. We need a baseline if the other supers and attunements can be buffed or improved. you got to kind of bring Well of Radiance down, kind of get everything more onto an even keel baseline, and then you can start to raise the other the other items in the game, the other attunements, the other supers, you know, maybe even tweaking some exotics would be helpful too. People have pointed the Luna factions and said, you know, well, the fact that you never have to reload is also part of the problem. It just is, it enables you to output so much damage in such a disproportionate way. I don't necessarily know if you need to mess with Luna factions. Luna factions did get their, their big tweak back when they were trying to give us supers. We've talked a lot about that a lot recently, how, you know, Tractor Cannon and a lot of these exotics and a lot of these supers and a lot of these buffs happened at a time where 
we basically had nothing going on in the way of strength and they may have overreacted a little bit and gave us too much strength and too much power um, but that might be another discussion I want I, I tend to want to leave exotics and items alone and maybe just tweak the actual supers themselves let's talk about another thing that I think is a part of this too warlocks are cool okay this isn't just about well of radiance being too strong and other other subclasses and other other you know titans and hunters are getting a they're just it's just not fair right we have a whole video on how titans are weak is they're just super weak in pve i know you can do like the ursa ursa strat for heroic menagerie flawless but that's about the only time you know titans have got any any end game pve showing but it's not about hunters and titans you know alone Warlocks have some really cool stuff in their arsenal that's not really getting used anymore. Now, obviously, this is related to Skull getting nerfed a little bit, but Chaos Reach completely ignored in PvE content. Tickle Fingers, you know, any of the Nova, any of the Nova classes, whether you do Slow Nova, Regular Nova, or... I forget the warp one. Is it just called Nova Warp? Nobody's using those either in endgame PvE. Dawnblade, same deal. So I think it's a shame that the Warlock has had so many dope things added to it, and they're just completely ignored. They're completely, you know, they're they're not even they're not even used. So just within the Warlock class alone, I feel like there's just too much of a let's just right now use well of radiance for basically everything chaos reach with geo mags could get a little bit of a tweak maybe geo mags could add a cold heart effect to the you know chaos reach so the longer you maintain damage you get more you know you get more of a buff that's a suggestion i made in a previous video where chaos reach could suddenly become almost like an you know it could it could be a little bit like the way that celestial nighthawk works you suddenly turn that super into a damage phase now some of the suggestions i'm going to make later would play well in this lane because damage phases on bosses could be shorter or well of radiance duration could be shorter when you pick damage that's you know that's one of the suggestions i'm going to make later and that would help put it into a lane of quick dps dump but not this big long extended duration of really great damage and survivability Feeling like you're less than the minute you pick anything that's not well of radiance and endgame PvE content, I just don't think is ideal. I don't think you want people looking at virtually every other attunement, every other super, and saying, well, I feel super weak and I feel like I'm less than, I feel like I'm holding the team back when I do this. Especially nice cartwheel. Especially when you go into content like Reckoning and when you go into Raids, Nightfalls, you know, anything that's even remotely challenging, you don't want to feel like I, I'm less than. That hurts freedom. You have a game full of choice, exotics, you know, there's all these different things you can run and all these different loadouts you can go with and basically you feel, I have to run this. I have to, I have to basically put on Well of Radiance. I think that's a, that's a, that's a big mistake right now that is hurting diversity and loadouts and making you feel like a lot of the different things that you're finding, earning, and putting on are worth using. I want to feel tempted to use Chaos Reach. I want to feel tempted to put on Nova Warp or Nova Bomb. I haven't even unlocked some of the other subclasses because all I play is PvE. So I've I've not even unlocked Nova Warp. I've not unlocked a lot of the other subclasses because it just feels completely and utterly pointless in the grand scheme of you know, Well of Radiance just gets the job done. And I know sometimes we say this. I've said this too recently. You don't always have to run the optimum DPS build. You don't have to run Mountaintop in every boss fight. You don't necessarily need it. 
but I do think Well of Radiance is just, as many people have put it, it's a one-size-fits-all super that makes it really, really hard to put it away on the shelf to put on something else. Let's end by talking about PvE design and some suggestions. First, let's just go with suggestions, okay? I think you should have to pick between DPS buff or health buff from Well of Radiance. I don't believe that you should get both. Uh, getting both, I think, is just way too much. You're just you're getting an overshield, you're basically indestructible, and you're getting a damage buff. I think you should have to pick one or the other, a healing well or a damage well. When you do this, it would also change properties of the Well of Radiance. I'm going to steal an idea from Paul Tassie. He said, you know, Well of Radiance with Phoenix Protocol should burn enemies that step inside of it. You could do that. You could burn enemies that step inside when it's healing because it's designed to protect you and the duration could be a little bit longer. If you do the DPS well, duration would be shortened and you might lose some of those other properties like burning enemies when they step inside. You're basically turning into a short window damage buff. Kind of like how Blessing of Light and Weapons of Light worked in Destiny 1. You're putting the player in a position of making a choice that's painful. There is no painful choice when you put on Well of Radiance because, as we've already said, it's a one-size-fits-all weapon. Also, when it comes to PvE design, I think they need to start to channel the Axis boss fight mentality. The boss moves, the damage phase has different phases to it where he moves, he goes into different locations. You're not able to just plant your flag and empty your ammo into his face. Axis kind of brought that element of at least waiting till the third phase. So, that would complement it very well. Now, I'm not telling Bungie to go back and reinvent every single boss fight, but all future boss fights and raid fights could afford to really channel some of the philosophy behind the Axis boss fight where you're on the move, you're having to do different things, and Well of Radiance would get a little bit less footing. Imagine taking Well of Radiance into the Axis boss fight if it was a shortened duration for DPS. You'd wait till the very final phase, everybody would have to come and get in it, it wouldn't be as universally effective. It lasts so long in the Axis fight, you'd probably pop the dadgum thing at the second damage phase because it would last almost the entire time because it has such an extended duration. Shorter damage phases like Axis I think would make things a little bit more exciting. It wouldn't feel so easy peasy. One strat, you know, one size fits all strat for pretty much everything. And if they make other supers appealing, you might go into damage phase fights and say, we've got a short window. Run Nova with Tractor. Run Chaos Reach. Make the other supers really, really awesome. Create and like I said before, create a Uh, a Celestial Nighthawk for Dawnblade where instead of throwing a bunch of swords, you throw one giant sword and it impales the enemy and adds a bleed or a damage burn over time. Start to make the other supers appealing for either quicker, more intense damage phases or at the very least bring them up and bring well down a little bit. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I appreciate you supporting or watching all my content. The Q&A is about to follow. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about does the well need a nerf in Destiny 2? If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage and listen to the talk. You know, I, I, I didn't include this in the talk, but I do want to say I think well is going to get nerfed and adjusted. And one of the reasons I think that is we have a little bit of a clue that they're tweaking reckoning. They're not going to have reckoning be as hard and I think the reason they're doing that as well is about to get a little bit weaker and again my intention is to make all the other attunements and supers more appealing especially I mean even just in the realm of warlocks 
I want to be able to use Nova and Chaos Reach and feel like they're they're strong and I want to feel tempted to use them because well just is such a one size fits all super. So that was essentially something that got left out though that why I think it, the the nerf is incoming is they're announced incoming changes to reckoning by the way if you guys have been enjoying the content and the conversation in the back and forth today be sure to click the follow button that is the heart button that helps support me and it's free lord of time do you think the vex invasions will begin after the new raid is completed i like the idea of a raid being beaten and unlocking new content i don't think the vex invasions are going to happen after the raid has been beaten they'll probably happen the week leading up to the dlc that adds hype. Streamers start clipping stuff. YouTubers start talking about it. Reddit starts talking about it. There could even be like a precursor puzzle that we have to solve. Some weapon, something, you know, fun. You know, bring the Kvostov back. And the week before, we're putting it together and piecing it together by fighting against the Vex or something. I don't know. But I think an activity or things changing following a raid completion, I agree. I think it's cool. But I don't think the Vex invasions will be that. Now it could bring the veil into the into the picture. I, I you know we're supposed to be getting clues and hints about them. They're like the new enemy type or whatever. Um, that could definitely be something that's going on, you know. But I don't think that I think the Vex invasions would be something like the, the the wolves prowling leading up to House of Wolves. If you remember that, something along that nature, I think is how they're going to do it. Ascended Degenerate. What unique thing will Warlocks do if the well gets nerfed? Well, I mean, again, I think there's a variety of things you could do with the other subclasses. You know, Nova, Slova, and and Nova Warp. You've got Chaos Reach. You've got Tickle Fingers. You've got Dawnblade. There's a lot of things they could do with the other supers. Now, I don't like making everything center around an exotic, but the way that Golden Gun can be a great DPS addition when you use the Celestial Nighthawk. There could be some cool exotic that gives you Searing Blade. And Searing Blade turns Dawnblade into one giant sword that you throw. It impales the enemy and adds like a damage over time burn as well as makes them take a little bit more damage while they're on fire. And it does a massive amount of damage. You see what I'm saying? Something like that to turn the Warlock into a DPS contributor in a different way. Nova could do something, you know, different as well. You could do something with Chaos Reach. I've I've been saying, you know, what if Geomags added the cold heart effect to to Chaos Reach? So the longer you kept the beam on the boss, you got like an insane damage buff. Again, turning into like a Celestial Nighthawk. Now, I don't like doing that. Right? I don't like doing that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't like taking a, a super and making it only worthwhile centering it around an exotic. I don't think that's a good decision. I, But I think that is one of the things they could lean into with existing exotics. The reason I don't like that is if you don't have the exotic, the super is dead to you. And I think that's a problem. And they need to consider that as well with things going forward with respect to exotics being the only reason you're running a certain super that I don't think is a, is a good decision but it is something they could try at least now since exotic saturation on a lot of those items is probably pretty decent in the community 
Raging, <clears throat> this is a funny name, Raging Buttocks. Wouldn't Warlocks be dead in PvE if they nerfed well? Again, you guys are being so presumptive. Like, I, you didn't li- even listen to the video, I guess. I said you would bring well down while bringing others up. We need a baseline to make the other attunements, make the other supers appealing. Obviously, like, this question seems to presume that I'm just saying, yeah, kill it. Kill well and leave everything else crappy, too. That isn't even remotely what I argued for. I don't think anybody, anybody that's being honest and admitting that well is too strong is saying, leave all other, leave all other supers alone, make them, make them worthless. I mean, a Nova build with Devour is actually a really strong PvE build, but maybe give it a little bit more strength on the thing, right? Those questions were before the video. Even still, this question just presumes that like, I'm going to argue to nerf well and do nothing with the other subclasses. That's very, like, presumptuous. I don't know anybody that would make that argument. Yeah, just nerf well. Everything else is fine. No, everything else is honestly not as good as it should be if you're really wanting it to shine in endgame PvE or aspirational PvE content. So, Nicholas, is well more broken than self-res? Well, I, mm, I would say it is because well is not contextually effective well is always effective it's one size fits all there were only certain times that self-res came into play you know you could clutch a sister's run where you kill them but then everybody dies and you self-res and somebody's alive and you beat the encounter right there were only a few contexts where self-res was silly silly strong in pve now self-res was really really strong in trials and other places but even then people got pretty good at sniping a res uh sniping a self-res or you know sniping the the the, the regular reses in trials so i would say well is more broken than self-res because it's always helpful everywhere you go gambit blind well reckoning raids menagerie it's always helpful and it isn't hard to get it back especially if you're running phoenix if your teammates are generating orbs if you've got masterwork weapons generating orbs you basically always have a well you always have an invincible pool that you can stand in that makes you stronger like it's just unbelievably outlier it's an unbelievable outlier in the grand scheme of our power uh in in destiny 2 J. Christ. You've always said in the past, don't break the train to make me play with the blocks, make the blocks better. Explain how that's still true with what you've said lately. When I talk about that, I'm usually talking about weapons, okay? And I'll give an example. Machine guns. Machine guns did not need toned down. It basically made everybody flock to the delirium as one of the only machine guns really worth using because they, you know, they softened up and gave a DPS nerf to all machine guns. That was like a soft way to like push us to use other items and other other weapons. They, you know, Whisper, they took away ammo. So generally, Whisper was still insanely good at killing bosses, but you took a bunch of my ammo away. So now I didn't have versatility with the weapon. I think weapons are different than supers, especially in this regard. Now, remember, I said, don't break the train so that I play with the blocks. But I also said the Ikelos shotgun was an outlier. It was functioning as an exotic heavy weapon in the energy slot. It was broken. It was an outlier. It was anomalous. Those things need to be addressed. Well of Radiance is now like Ikelos shotgun. Nothing comes close to it. It is performing well outside the bell curve of what supers are supposed to contribute to the game, and it needs to be toned down. So even though 
I would say a lot of the times Bungie needs to do buffs instead of nerfs and not just break the train so we start playing with the blocks. Like, oh, make hand cannons weak so people start using scouts, right? Like, I would never argue for that. That's not a universal truth. That's not an absolute truth where every single time Bungie should just leave things alone. Well of Radiance has drifted well beyond where supers are supposed to function and it needs reined in, okay? And keep in mind, I'm doing both and. I'm not saying nerf well so people start using other supers. I'm saying rein in the well so we have a baseline so you can start raising other supers and attunements to be more appealing. I'm not arguing just for a nerf. I'm saying rein it in, retool it so it's not so insanely efficacious, and then make some of these other supers and attunements beneficial. You can't ignore half of my videos and half of my argumentation. Now, again, this may have been a question that was asked before I my, I made my case, but I am not in any respect saying just nerf it and leave everything else alone so now we feel like you've broken our train. Well, sucks now. Well, I might as well just use everything else. Because, you know, Skull, Skull of the Dire Ahamkara is a pretty good example of me removing my bias and being honest because I love Skull of the Dire Ahamkara, but it was freaking broken. It was broken. I was playing Gambit Prime day one that it came out with Skull of the Dire Ahamkara Slova, and I said, this is broken, this will be nerfed. I was decimating everything in my path and always getting my super back. I was like, there's no way they can leave this as it is. This is not how supers are supposed to function in the game. And I loved Skull, but I removed my bias, and I was just honest. I was like, guys, this is outside of the bell curve. This is not how supers are supposed to function in the game. It's a shooter, and I'm not, I don't even have to use my guns, right? Sometimes that's fun when I'm Genji if Brawler's on with Way of a Thousand Cuts and Ophidius Faith. That's a fun build, but that's contextual and that's not everywhere. Um, so, three months from Silence for Sirens. That's a blue badge. Thank you for three months. So, I'm. this is, I think, proof that I try to have a balanced view about changes in the game. I don't dig my heels in and speak in absolutes like a Sith, you know. I, it never nerf, only buff. Like the people that say, like, a $60 game should never have microtransactions. Like, I don't do that. I don't draw lines in the sand and get ide- ideological, and you can never, ever nerf anything. It should only be buffs. Because along the way, I have made the case that certain items need reined in. Skull maybe got hit a little bit too hard, um, you know, but in and, and Shards of Galanor got hit too hard. But at the same time, anytime an exotic is feeding you super energy back, that's problematic because it can mess up the rhythmic delivery of power in the game and then it can nullify and invalidate and trivialize content because you're just constantly using the strongest attack in the game in a way that the game's not really set up for, you know? So, uh, next question. I'm sorry. Uzi Kamuzi with a 15-month resub. Thanks for using your Prime sub. Hmong. Shouldn't uh, should content and unique rewards such as solo shattered throne emblem be locked after the season it was released? Now that we're 750 lights, soloing the dungeon is two times easier now. I am not gonna get super dogmatic about this. I understand where you're coming from, um, but it's still something that isn't. You're saying it's it's two times easier. I would say it's easier. I wouldn't say it's it's a joke. I wouldn't say it's a it's a, it's a breeze. Solo flawlessing shattered throne. Um, 
right now just because it's easier doesn't mean it's easy does that make sense i if if you're running a really really long marathon on a really long race and they want you to run it without taking breaks and then you run it and your body's not conditioned for it it's really really hard and then you condition and you get stronger and it's a little bit easier you're still running the marathon right even though your body's stronger and you're conditioned and have more endurance like that's essentially what's going on right you're a little bit stronger you have a little bit more resilience now against the damage you know against the enemies you output more damage so I I still think they're running the marathon they're still achieving something that's not easy to do so I don't have a problem with it Nicholas, do you think Bungie can find a middle ground? That's not a question. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, with Well of Radiance? Yes, I do. I do. I argued for that in the video. I think they can find a middle ground where Well still functions and is appealing and has its use, but other supers are also appealing and have use. Chaos Reach, Tickle Fingers, Dawn Blade, you know, Nova, Nova Warp. Those are all those are all supers that I think can have appeal while also making the Well of Radiance appealing. You we don't I don't want to murder Well of Radiance. I just want it to play its role as a super and not be the super. It's the super in Destiny right now. It's just that's what warlocks bring to the table, and it's just a little too much. Uh, Mo Reigns, do you think we would be better served to go back to boss fights like Callus with rotating plates where you can't be static during a DPS phase? Well, th- this is really, really in line with something I said in the video where bring back the spirit of the Axis fight. This is very similar. It's the spirit of you don't get to sit here and plant your flag for the duration of damage and never move. Like, that's something that I think they could look into. Like, imagine if in Crown of Sorrow you start to do damage in one section and when he goes to do his hands and you stun his hands he teleports to another area and you have time to get there like it doesn't take away it doesn't take away the length of the dps phase but it makes you move that would be really helpful you'd get one really good run with well stun his hands and he would move now you got to rotate now obviously a team could go in there with three wells and maximize damage but at the very least that's a slightly more painful decision as a team loadout that, that you're making you're not just like oh we can just pop a well and one phase him right so people would just stack wells and that again is part of the problem well is so influential that even if this is a really good point that, that that we're kind of making right now as a community even if you retool the boss fights to be like callus or to make you know the, the crown of sorrows boss if you make him move around all people are going to do is stack wells why because it's still so freaking influential it's so strong it has to be a both and attack make boss fights a little bit different a little bit more agility a little bit more movement and you got to address well if if you change boss fights and people still are just like nah just run three wells it's not a problem it's still it's still too good to not do that you still have the problem existing in the game of an outlier super that is undeniably the best at what's required of a team in, in aspirational content gandalf while well is op as are certain pinnacle weapons cough cough it is not more than the bosses aren't as interesting as d1 how often do we burn a strike boss in d1 like in d2 you couldn't the boss room design was different can we get more development like boss raise in d1 well i mean if we're honest though gandalf 
the the way the reason you couldn't melt bosses in D1 was because of immunity phases, and I don't think that's the answer. The Cabal, the Shield Brothers would leave the freaking room. Alakul would disappear. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other token fights. The what's his fa- the, the the wretched eye would get shielded. Omnigol disappears. Like you could melt Fogoth. Yeah, you could melt Fogoth. But most of the most of the way they prevented you from melting a boss in D1 was immunity phases or the boss leaving. I don't like that. I think there's something fine with, especially in meat and potatoes content like strikes. I think it's totally fine if they're like, nah, dude, you, 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 you can master this and finesse this and melt this sucker. I think that's fine. There's something fun about that. Don't you think when we ascend to the height of a god killer, we should go back to strikes and they should kind of feel like chump change? Like that's kind of one of the rewards of the power fantasy, right? I don't think the power fantasy gets legs if you're always sort of like like fencing off the player and saying, no, 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 you can't do that. That's too much power expression. You know, yeah, finesse the fanatic strike. The fanatic strike is the perfect example of why you don't want to do immunity phases. I literally refuse to run the fanatic strike. It is the worst boss fight in the entire Destiny franchise. It is Horrible. It's worse than the Exodus Crash guy, whatever his name is. The Fnatic boss fight is the absolute worst fight in all of Destiny. You can literally do a blade barrage, and half of your super gets immunity markers. That is insanely and frustratingly stupid. It's a terrible fight, and I think that's the result of trying to fence people in. Well, we don't want you to one phase. We don't want you. We gave. We, we're literally giving you a super where you create a black hole or throw incendiary blades out of your hands. But we don't want you to kill the bosses too fast. I just don't think that's a good idea. So I <clears throat> now, now you're saying though they're not as interesting. That's subjective. Obviously, the Shield Brothers and the Dark Blade are are, are interesting fights. Thank you, Teddy, for gifting five subs of the community. If you guys want to read chat, you may have just gotten gifted a sub. I don't want to read them during Q&A, but I really appreciate it, Teddy. It's very generous. I-, I think, obviously, the Shield Brothers and the Dark Blade, there's a mystique. There's something to them. There was, uh, what was his name? Uh, the, the, uh, he was, the gun that you could get from Omnigol was named after him. Son of, I'm going to read it in chat and be so mad at myself that I forgot his name. Because uh, you could get you could get the pulse rifle from uh, what's her face from on the goal, and it had his name Malak, Grasp of Malak. The Malak fight was pretty cool too. He had kind of his own feel. He was all he kind of felt like a mini raid boss. He was huge. He came walking out. There was a lot of things going on. You kind of got penned in and had to kind of hide, right? I some of the some of the bosses in D one weren't that interesting. I mean, come on, you, you're gonna try and argue that like. Sepix Prime just kind of sitting there is an interesting boss or Volus to Ark marching back and forth in his garage and having a, a health pool that's absurd those I mean they weren't that interesting I think some of the boss fights now are light years ahead of boss fights in, in D1 when you go into the Pyramidian I think that's a pretty cool fight uh, the Inverted Spire is a pretty cool fight the uh, the what's the the guy the in the room with the fire and you got to throw the balls at the crystals um that's a cool fight 
the there there's I think that the the enemies and the fights have more identity now than they did in D1. Now we got some cool fights like Wretched Eye, a la cool, a la cool. Like we have some really cool fights from D1. Warden of Nothing needs a health gate. Yeah, I mean Warden of But Warden of Nothing is a cool fight for the pure fact that like that stupid servitor, you always faced him at the door in Prison of Elders and then you fight him in D2. That's why that fight's cool. But yeah, he gets melted pretty fast. Like there's actual mechanics in that fight you don't even have to interact with. Him burning the room and then his major showing up. It I, again Ah, I don't know. That's part of the power fantasy reward, though. You go in there and you melt that sucker. And you're like, I don't have to deal with your mechanics or your majors. I'm just going to melt your freaking face off. I think there's something cool about that. Again, keep in mind, that's meat and potatoes content. Do you really want to go into the meat and potatoes daily grind content and always have like this elaborate, elongated fight? I don't know if you do. I don't know if that's as appealing as a melt. Meld is appealing because it's an expression of power. And I think that one of the things they need to do to strikes, rather than make the bosses more interesting or elongate the fights, give me a reason to run strikes would be a far better thing. I think strikes are fine. The bosses are different. The way you attack them is a little bit different. The way you're going to melt them is a little bit different. They're fun, but there's no reason to run them. Like, Zavala needs weekly bounties like Ada, where you grab the bounty and you can run strikes and you just stay in the playlist, and you can stay in there all day and get as many shotguns as you want, trying to get some new awesome roll on the Vanguard shotgun. Like, that's a reason to stay in the playlist. Leave Nightfall-specific loot alone. Strike playlist should be something that is like the Menagerie Chalice, where you keep charging Charging it up, boom, it spits out a Vanguard weapon, and you just keep doing that over and over. You just stay in the Vanguard Strike playlist until you get the roll that you want. That would keep me in the playlist, and then it doesn't matter if you're melting bosses. Again, it's just that rhythmic, you know, trash ads, majors, mini boss, boss. Trash ads, mini boss, majors, boss, boss. Like, that's just basically the way that Destiny content flows, and I don't think you need to, like, put hurdles and little like speed bumps in our way like oh gosh there's an immunity cycle on this boss I just don't think that that's I don't think we need that Nicholas do you think Bungie can find a middle ground yeah I already answered that uh A Ants are these the problems uh or are these the problems or is it the way bosses are designed are the problem the skull off boss fight's a good example you were doing multiple things at once worrying about things uh while trying to kill the boss too and uh, sitting in a reload while... Sorry, my cat will not leave me alone. I got to, You shake a Kroger bag at him, he runs away. He hates the sound. Um, I'm not going to throw him over my shoulder or spit vodka in his mouth, but I'll shake a Kroger bag at him just to kind of get him to go away. Uh, he's like chewing on the bottom of my chair. Um, not just sitting in a reload well and dumping your power ammo on it. How would you fix this? Just nerfing a well or reload? Yeah, I mean, I kind of address this. It's a both and, right? It's a both and. Like, if you just change the boss fights, well is still going to be the go-to super. Still going to be the go-to super, right? And if you if you tweak well, but you leave the boss fights as is, it still might be the go-to super because the bosses just freaking stand there, right? So I think bosses moving or requiring you to move and toning down well, it needs to be kind of a both and. And this is why I think they're tweaking Reckoning. 
they're tweaking reckoning because they know when we make these changes to the well i guarantee you they have planned changes already coming to well of radiance when we make these changes to well of radiance reckoning is going to be too hard and if we're going to tweak the drop rate and give people a reason to go back in the reckoning the last thing we want to do is send them in there with a weaker well of radiance and now they're not going to want to run it at all so i think the tweak to reckoning is proof that that's where we're headed they're going to make tweaks to to well they're going to have to look at other encounters too like there might be stuff inside a menagerie that needs looked at as well also evil uh evil the waffler says your thoughts you said you should either choose health or dps well doesn't that make you have to have two wells now instead of having just one? No, absolutely not. No. No. You're pre- the, a lot of these questions you guys are presuming. Look at the presumption of the question. We need well, Lono. If you make us choose health or DPS, we now need two wells. Don't you see what's happening? You are thinking in the realm of we need well for destiny. Like, look at that. Like, your thoughts said we should choose between health or DPS. Doesn't that make it so you have to have two wells now instead of just having one? You're literally saying you need wells for PvE content. Because if I take away your ability to get like healing or damage, you're like, oh, we need now we need two wells. There's 27 attunements in this game. There's a stupid amount of supers in this game. And you're playing Destiny you're playing well of radiance like you're not playing destiny you're playing well of radiance so your question is good evil the waffler because this is literally betraying the fact of what well of radiance has done to the mindset of the player it has created this idea that well of radiance is a must and if you don't have well of radiance then you're gonna have a really really hard time we need two now no you shouldn't need two you should be able to say, all right, I'll do well. I'll put it on healing. It lasts a little bit longer when we put it on healing. We'll stay healthy. The rest of you guys can run high DPS supers. You can stand in the well, and you can be safe and not take damage, and you can use your high DPS supers on the boss and then use your high DPS power weapons on him, right? That's a strategy that should emerge if they treat the other attunements, the other supers, rightly. Instead of just like, again, I just don't want to, I'm not just trying to knock down well and leave the others unaddressed. J. Yeb. I'm brand new to the game, wondering if you have any tips for me. That's not really what Q&A is for. Rusty. I think part of the problem of changing well is to pick heal or damage buff is that people would just run two warlocks. Again, just address this co- this question, man. If they make the other supers and the other tumens appealing and strong and awesome, you, like again, you're you're just you're you're thinking like we need well of radiance. There's no way we can do this. Like, we must have it. Now, sure, six-man teams going into a raid, you might have two people out of the six running two complementary wells. Sure. But if the damage one has its has a time reduction on it, and that guy's like, well, I could buff your guys' damage, or I could run that new Dawnblade exotic, and I could throw the sword at him, it adds a debuff and a damage over time, and it does a bunch of damage. I think I'm going to run that instead, right? You should feel torn and, like, conflicted. Remember when we would go and we would play Wrath of the Machine, and I would give the hunters crap when they would run Celestial Nighthawk instead of Tether? Why? As I said, you're being a DPS hog. You want to brag about your DPS at the end so you can claim you got the highest DPS instead of feeding the damage of the rest of the team. 
that's the kind of situation we should be put into in these environments. Do I want to run well and buff everybody's damage? Or do I want to run this other super with this exotic and get tons of damage for myself? Do you see? That's the equation we should be thinking on. A spectrum of all supers and attunements have their place instead of, well, the rest of the warlock supers, there's no real reason to run them. Just run two wells. You just, that shouldn't be the conclusion. And the reason that Rusty and somebody else is kind of thinking along these lines is because the other supers are just not really in your mind right now, and they should be. You're saying that's what people will do if it's not balanced across the board. Exactly, Rusty. We're in agreement here. If you don't raise the others, that's why I said bring it down, create a baseline, and then raise the other supers and attunements. You really need to feel that pull. Dude, if I run Chaos Reach with Geomags... We'll get really good damage on this guy. I don't need to buff your guys' damage. You guys can all do your thing. I'll do my thing. Well of Radiance for damage buff is so short now. I could do an empowering rift, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna run Well of Radiance. You know, Breadline Boy. The new supers that were introduced with Forsaken have caused many problems. Well of Radiance in PVE, Spectral and Nova Warp in PVP. Could Bungie relinquish us of these new supers as part of the future story? Maybe add old school bubble self-res warlock to mitigate the issues this may cause. I mean, you're basically saying, should we put out one fire and start another? (laughs) I mean, come on, dude. Like, you're... You're asking, you're asking us to put out a fire in the living room and then to start one in the dining room. Like the the, the self res and old school bubble are not exactly gonna ch- gonna make gonna make uh gonna make things better. Um, cause I just I don't know. I I hear where you're coming from, but I don't think taking supers away from us is a good idea. I also don't think bringing back self res is a good idea. Now the bubble, I think the Titan bubble needs tweaked. I think you should be able to shoot out of it. And pick between weapons of light or bless- blessing of light. Same deal. Same deal. You should be able to shoot out of it. And the damage buff should be pretty minimal because you're getting so much protection from it. So. Uh, Deedum. Do you think the hunter should have a PvP one-hit melee grenade skill like the other classes? I've gotten this so many times. And the reason that I say no is the hunter has a utility that nobody else has. So I'm going to use your own logic against you, okay? Since the hunter can leave any shooting lane immediately with dodge, with with gambler's dodge or with shade step, doesn't that mean all of the other classes should too? They should all have an immediate lane leaving dodge maneuver. Don't you see you know what I'm saying? Since hunters have the ability to do multiple jumps while in the air, maintaining verticality for shotgunning, guarding a door, or navigating shotgun fights around a rock or a wall, doesn't that mean all the other classes should also have the same sort of instantaneous maintained verticality, right? Warlocks really have that. Yeah, but it's more of a float. You can be a little bit more scrappy with a hunter jump. Hunters can literally leave a shooting lane instantly, and that is super, super beneficial the, the, the super beneficial utility that they have that the others don't. So I don't think this logic works very well because one hit melee, I don't know what the one hit grenade skill, oh, the handheld supernova. Um, I don't know. Hunters have something in their toolbox that literally the others just don't have. And shoulder charge is very, very risky. It's not a super suit. It's not super finessed. You die a lot when you're running shoulder charge, because believe me, I run it. Um, 
it's it's not a it's not an easy button it's annoying to be killed by but it's not i don't think it's the same sort of utility influence that you know dodge has um short of one-eyed mask hunters also have the easiest access to wall hacks right i mean they've they've are you talking about foe tracer which are you talking about uh, loyal ASF. Do you think making Ward of Dawn just as viable as well would be a good change? Problem here is, is you're not really addressing the issue. You're keeping us in the same stand here and shoot strategy. Uh, you're staying, you know what I'm saying? You're staying in the same you're staying in the same lane. You're just letting somebody else do it. We're, we're in a lane that we th- th- the super doesn't belong here and you're saying well, let's bring another super up into that uh, up into that lane like here's a bell curve of how strong and influential supers are and then you got way up here in the corner you got well of radiance instead of bringing it down and making adjustments to like make it more sensible you're saying no let's just take let's just take ward of dawn up there too i don't think that solves the problem a ant what do you think Bungie's idea for pinnacles are? Pinnacles have been so powerful off the bat that then they get nerfed before the season creates new meta. Is that good? What do you think about this? I kind of feel like I need to do an entire video about how I don't like pinnacles. I'm not a fan of them. I don't like a game with random rolls, RNG, and loot pursuit where if you play enough games, you get a god roll. I, I just don't like it. I, I feel like it's just, it doesn't make sense. They're like, they're basically exotics and we're just not calling them exotics. Mountaintop and the rec- the recluse are exotics. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mountaintop and recluse and Wendigo are exotics. Th- they are. I mean, let's just be honest about it. They're god roll, static rolled weapons that are the absolute best in class. And I don't think it's wrong to have best in class weapons, but in a game that's really got a lot of its identity centered around random rolls and loot pursuit, I feel like pinnacles are so out of place. Um, they're, so, I, they're so out of place. They feel weird. At the very least, they should be restricting your loadout in some way. So you can't run a recluse mountaintop combo. You know? Recluse mountaintop Wendigo in PV, P- PvE is also just sort of silly strong. You don't even have to run an exotic weapon to have one of the strongest PvE builds in the game. Recluse, Mountaintop, Wendigo is silly strong. I just that seems odd to me. Pinnacles have created a strange a very very strange situation. They really have. And I'm not saying get rid of them or nerf them, but they've created a problem. There's a disturbance in the force. It's like, wait, what is the why would I go and chase god rolls? Why would I go and chase pinnacle, like, god-tier weapons when if I just play enough strikes or enough PvP, I'll get god-tier weapons? Now, sure, the mountaintop's not a walk in the park, but even Bungie's admitted that that quest was a little ridiculous because they're toning it down. But the recluse grind, it, it's an investment, but it's it's guaranteed. And it, honestly, the, the recluse grind was not nearly as hard as, like, Luna's not forgotten her mountaintop. Wendigo was not that hard to get. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. I just think they pose a really, a, a really hard problem. Because even if I grant what what Amish poser is saying, the skill set to get mountaintop recluse, right? Let me grant your point that it's because re- it is hard to get mountaintop. But let me grant you, I don't think it was that hard to get recluse. It's just more of a time investment. But let me grant your point. Doesn't that then create another problem? 
you're giving high-skilled players the best tools in the game. I, I don't know. It's it's a rift. It's a, it's a disturbance in the force. It creates this imbalance that it's a compounded imbalance. A high-skilled player running Mountaintop Recluse? Give me a freaking break. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Now, if everybody has the chance to chase a god roll, and if they if they want to, they can go after it, and then they get the god roll, and then that god roll is influential over PvP, that, I think, is different. This is where intentionality needs to come into play. I don't want to go back to the days where, like, you were the lucky one who got a god roll Party Crasher or Matador, or you got a god roll IS Luna. If you're going to do that, you got to give players intentionality. I need to be able to chase a god roll IS Luna because that becomes unfair. You could be like Giggs, and I don't think Giggs ever got the roll of an IS Luna that he won. I don't know if he ever got a god roll. That guy played way more PvP than a lot of people who probably luck as luck would have it they got one so i in my mind when i think of like destiny i think why not lean more into the lane of intentionality random roll loot pursuit because it's addicting it's fun your brain is engaged the whole time because there's always a chance right it, it provokes that gambler that's inside of all of us and pinnacle weapons just feel they don't feel like they fit in destiny and I know, like, I got a lot of heat about this on the podcast. People were like, they were disagreeing with me, Paul Tassi, Mike, and Websky. They all disagreed with me. Like, no, I think they're great. I think they should stay. And I was just like, they just don't, they don't feel like they fit. And look what happens. They just, they're, they're always continuing to create this nerf discussion. Ah, I don't know. At the very least, if you're going to keep Pinnacle Weapons, they should be reined in. They should be really strong. But there should be potential better rolls and better... Like, if I get a God Roll Hand Cannon from some activity, I I should be able to invest in it and perks and mods and all this other stuff. There should be something about it that can be better than a Pinnacle because it's something that I chased rather than just, like, took the time to get, you know? Oh, wrong mouse. Mr. Cuddles. Why doesn't Bungie change the way in which all these supers work by either reworking them or by designing future content in a way that forces us to use certain supers for that activity? That way these supers wouldn't be so exclusively used. Thoughts? Okay. Um, the latter half of your suggestion's terrible, and you already know that it's terrible, and I'm going to show you why. Curated loadouts were almost universally hated. Nobody likes to be told what to use, okay? So if they design content that you're saying in a way that forces you to use a certain super, that's a terrible idea. You know that it's a terrible idea, you just haven't kind of realized it yet. You you typed it out, you're like, this sounds really good. I said similar things before, but then community pushed back, community gave me some like, nah, you're basically arguing for curated loadouts, but in a soft way. No, that you don't want content designed that says you basically have to use these supers. I don't think that's a good idea. That hurts freedom player volition, player autonomy. You don't want to do that. That the, the curated loadouts thing fell flat on its freaking face. Anything that smells of that's going to do the same thing. Now, why don't they change the supers or reworking them? I mean, that that's what we ultimately argued for in the video. So, uh, Lord says, your buddy on the roundtable suggested allowing us to upgrade pinnacles to an exotic, but how would that feel about increasing loot pool by allowing us to upgrade blue weapons armor to legendary? Works well for the Solstice event. I think it'd be more enjoyable loot grind. I would love to see them do that with armor from the raid. I think it could become problematic with 
all weapons going from like green to blue to purple to potentially exotic pinnacles being turned into exotic i kind of was okay with that because at least then if you were running recluse it would limit your loadout or mountaintop or whatever because i feel like they basically are functioning as exotics so turning them into exotics would be would be i think cool like if you want to get their extra perk if you want to get their them to really do what they're supposed to do you got to upgrade it into an exotic but having every single loot drop on that spectrum of it's upgradable I don't know if that would be manageable. I don't know if that would be feasible. Doing it with like the raid gear, I think would work. Every every raid gear would drop green. It would have a micro grind contained within it. You would grind the raid. It'd be a reason to run the raid more than three times. As you're you know grinding the raid, you're leveling the gear up, and then give us just a way to re-roll it as well once it's purple. You know something like that. So. I enjoyed earning perks for the rose on the way to Lumina. It felt cool. Right. Here's what they'd have to do. You're basically asking them to create a tree for every weapon instead of really cool weapons that have potential perk pools. It's a completely different system. You're basically saying, okay, what's a weapon that people really like right now? The Awestringer. You're asking them to create a weapon tree that leads to the Awestringer. That's a lot more complex. That's a lot more work. And that's not necessarily the same as like grinding for a weapon that has a potential perk pool. That's a shift. That's a sharp shift in loot pursuit. That doesn't really... I don't think that really fits into what we've been doing for the last four years. I think at times it could fit, like the way they do it at Solstice, or if they did it with Raid Gear, or maybe Iron Banner Gear, but I don't know if you want every weapon to basically have a weapon tree and a weapon evolution, like Pokemon or something, like its final form. How do you handle perk rolls then? Because, oh, I finally got an Ostringer leveled up and I didn't get the roll that I wanted. Well, now what? You want to bring in re-rolling? Frick no. Re-rolling weapons is a terrible idea. We got to start over? I... Eesh, that doesn't... That doesn't, I, that doesn't feel like destiny to me. So. Uh, Kim.com. Yes, that is the real Kim.com. Thanks for being here, Kim. Do you still need a nerf if Galahorn's coming back? Being a little tongue-in-cheek here... You know, the, the weapon parts that were their data mined, like, you know, we're going to be collecting rocket launcher conduits or components or something. Um, more than likely, that is probably going to be Dragon's Breath. It'll probably land during Solar Week that people have been theorizing about. I think they're going to save Galahorn. They're going to tuck it away and save it for a DLC promotion. Because if they're wanting get, get, if they're wanting people to buy Shadowkeep, and the week before Shadowkeep comes out, they do a an exotic trailer like they've done before and that exotic trailer is about the Galahorn they get a lot more out of that than dropping it randomly in right you drop you drop it randomly in solar week what that seems like a total you got this giant giant atom bomb you can drop in the game that everyone's going to clamor for and you're going to drop it in the game during solar week at the end of solstice of heroes or whatever I, that would just be a complete waste a total waste you do a trailer for Galahorn the week before Shadowkeep you're going to sell so many extra copies of Shadowkeep that week it's a marketing tool and you completely blow it if you do it now solar week makes way more sense to do dragon's breath because of the napalm sunfire do you feel like since we're so powerful, we're going to get armor 2.0? Do you think that Bungie should flesh out enemies and make up for it? For example, adding crowd control effects for enemies like allow them to blindness, slow us, even stun us. 
Well, I talked about this when I was on Fireteam chat. I basically said, it's great if they add all these new stats and all these new grinds for us, but like, if there's no, if there's no content context for me to go into, then what's the point? Right now, when people are like, we need more perks on our, we need more perks on our gear. Why? What, what do you need that for? Right? Why, why do you need that? What content is taking you to a min-maxing mentality? What content is so brutal and so hard? So, difficulty spectrum. I think maybe world tiers, setting public events, setting public spaces to contest modifier, stuff like that is where you'd maybe feel the need to kind of like min-max your loadout. Let me sugar. Uh, no, that's not a real question. Ghostface, with 2.0 coming, will we be able to make our guardians stronger than ever? And if that's the case, what's the point of nerfing anything anymore? Well, again, I think they need a baseline to build off of. I said this on the Rageous Roundtable. I think that there's two phases that need to happen right now. Phase one, build systems of depth and breadth. Armor 2.0, more stats, investment, more perks, uh, better perks, broader perk pool on weapons if you can build that system that's phase one phase two is the question is this system scalable can you is there elasticity if you do another dlc in 2020 can you build on this system and what i mean is i want you to imagine playing shadow keep you grind for all the best stuff thank you streamer house for six months of subs you know you you go and you you get all the best stuff. You get all the god rolls. You invest in all your gear. And in walks in, you know, in walks the next DLC. Let's call it the Taken Queen. Next year 2020, the Taken Queen drops. We're going back to the Dreadnought. Is it scalable? Why am I going to chase the new gear? Why am I going to chase the new stuff? That's always the question. Cuz you're saying, "Oh, with Armor 2.0, that's going to make it so much stronger. What's the point of nerfing us?" Well, creating a baseline that can be built upon and then you got to create scaffolding that's scalable. It has to kind of be like when you make artwork on a balloon and then you blow the balloon up. And as the balloon blows up, everything kind of gets proportionate as it scales out. Well, eventually the balloon pops, right? In this case, that's one of my concerns is can you guys scale this so every time there's a DLC, every time there's new loot, I'm interested. And why am I interested? Right? There's only so many things they can do to weapons. There's only so many things they can do to armor. Why am I grinding for a new armor set in the the summer season next year? Why? What's the point? If I got all this god roll stuff? What's the point? They've got to create a scalable system. And what you're talking about right now is you're assuming that oh they're just gonna make it super powerful and I, what is that the end of it no there's there has to be a scalable nature to it i don't think you can scale it if you have outliers like well of radiance it's really difficult to scale our power when there's one super that is completely outside the bell curve lords s x s c how would you feel if they nerf the overshield regeneration rate once you have full health that would make it a little riskier to use. I think the super in general just needs toned down. What you're talking about seems very, very, very minor. This seems like we need a we need a we need a grand slam, and you're saying why don't we bunt? Like this is not that's not the answer. You, this is this is such a small change; it would make no impact on people using it. 
uh, AvonJ86. I think Chaos with Geomag is pretty strong. It was meta loadout in Season of Forge of the Drifter. I'm not sure how much has changed since. What's wrong with Chaos plus Geomag is a solid well alternative? Well, number one, it doesn't buff five other people. Number two, the damage output pales in comparison to what you could do standing in a well with your own spike nades or your own heavy. Uh, number three, it's a joke compared to Celestial Nighthawk. Uh, number four, it's elongated damage. So Celestial is superior because not only does it do more damage, it does more damage right away. So when you're done with Celestial, you get out your weapons and continue the damage cycle with geomags you're pretty much not doing damage with your weapons the entire time your supers active so it's it's just it's inferior in a lot of ways that I just kind of rattled off they could make it superior but they've got to think of how to do that just enough would removing Luna faction functionally uh, with well be enough to bring it in line no absolutely not this is another bunt this is not enough this is not Lunafaction certainly is part of this equation and part of why it's so insane because you could still let's say right now they chopped down the well of radiance duration to 10% and you didn't get any health benefits you just got the damage benefits you could still put on Lunafactions and just do an insane amount of damage in those 10 seconds you're just emptying all your spike nade grenade launchers or whatever the frick it's still a great super so I'm the, even if you even if you really really hurt well of radiance it still is a good super but if you don't bring it down at all, the other supers don't stand a chance no matter how much you buff them. Lemon Boy. Do you think if they bring back Titan Bubble fully back, well would be off topic of Nurse? No, because again, I already addressed this. You're just basically saying bring it into another, bring it outside the bell curve. Like bring, you know, that's not an answer. That's not a solution. Senior Natata. As a Warlock main, I hate running well. It's boring. Just like any other defensive super. Tether, Bubble, etc. How would you improve regular Nova, personal fave? I mean, I think regular Nova should add a debuff effect, kind of like Tether does. So it's a good, it, it's pulling from both worlds. Um, you, if somebody uses Tractor Cannon, it buffs that, it buffs that void damage, and then it puts like a debuff on the boss. Um, not as extreme, maybe as Melting Point, uh, but maybe on the level of Tether, and maybe not, maybe not as long as Tether. Um, so I would say that would be a good thing to do Um, Tether doesn't buff heavy damage so it's a pretty bad super that's another thing they could change why doesn't Tether buff heavy damage like why the frick not I I, I don't know if it poses a problem to boss design I mean I guess I could see that but you know that's something they could do with Tether as well what if you could choose what if you could turn Tether into a shorter duration and it grabs less enemies but then it buffs everything that would again you see what I'm saying that's another way to be like huh maybe running that version of tether would be better in this part instead of running tether that grabs tons of enemies and generates a bunch of orbs and and it you know causes a nice debuff you know something like that bonus rooster how would you feel if Bungie gave each of the support subclasses on each character a specific job for example tether debuffs and increases damage well gives you the healing and bubble gives you weapon reloading and like luna faction something to that effect I mean this could work because then you're basically making people run diverse subclasses to complement each other I said something earlier like what if I could shoot you with my chaos reach and like super what if you run code of the missile and once your super is full, I can lock onto you with my my chaos reach, and I can supercharge your code of the missile, 
and then you become like a nuclear arc bomb and you launch yourself at the boss like something that's almost like out of like Marvel the Alliance games right the Marvel Alliance games like you're combining supers I I don't know if that would work that well in Destiny it sounds super cool but it it might be too involved you're going more along the lines of like hey, if we use this and this and this together, you know, with our powers combined sort of a thing, now our supers are complementing each other. I'd be more okay with that. Well becomes healing. Weapons bubble becomes about damage. Maybe you can shoot through it, but it doesn't, it doesn't protect you. It doesn't give you an overshield. Um, and then as you're saying, then Tether could do like a debuff. I, I don't know. I think that starts to get maybe a little bit too predictable because I do think it's nice when a guardian can kind of stand on their own right it's nice when you're like no this is my loadout this is what I'm going to be doing and you can do your thing too when you're sort of tying everybody together like that that might be a little bit too almost parental like all right everybody hold hands this is a group project you know might be a little bit too paternalistic like too controlling Almost like micromanaging how we use our supers. In a passive way, but still. Next question from Sunfire. Do you think that the bosses should be damaged is the mechanic itself? Oh, 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 oh. Similar to Oryx, where the real damage is the bombs. I don't think the answer to Well of Radiance is to make every boss fight Oryx. Um, I liked Oryx. He's probably still, to this date, the best antagonist in the game followed closely by you know, Aldrin um, but I don't know if that boss fight, you want to copy and paste that, because I don't know I think there's a time and a place for that, so I think there could be more boss fights that are like Oryx, I think they tried to do that with Riven, but then it became known that there were pretty pretty strong damage phases you could have on Riven so it, it kind of turned into a, a not an Oryx fight. So there are times and places for Oryx fights. Here's why I think Axis has the, the, the parts and the pieces that are perfect for pretty much every boss fight. Number one, you're spinning a lot of plates, okay? You got empowerments need to relocate. You need to kill the servitors. But to kill the servitors, you need the right charge. And to get the right charge, you gotta kill your captains. You gotta time the bomb throws. The empowerment people have to slam his back. Uh, then the empowerment swaps. Okay? So there is there is a mechanical necessity to Axis that is that is a, like a sister to the mechanical necessity of Oryx. But then ultimately the damage is coming from the cannons and you and, and maximizing damage phases and stuff. So like I feel like Axis has all the parts and pieces of the perfect boss fight. And if they take that idea and they, they implement that more often, then we might not have so many well of radiance damage dumps. Do you know what I'm saying? Ashen Hollow. I love the idea of splitting well to heal or damage, but wouldn't people just run too? Already addressed this. You're basically still thinking along the well the, the realm of we need Well of Radiance, and I want to get away from that. Uh, the real Javi. Do you think the Solstice Masterwork steps should be locked behind clan requirements to finish? I just don't want to be in a clan. I think this is a mistake. This is like having RNG attached to titles and seals. 
that's that's a mistake. They need to rectify that. I don't think you should ever be required to be in a clan for anything. Now, if it's extra, like with Hawthorne, I think that's totally fine. That's extra stuff. That's extra loot. Those are extra drops. But when you drop a free event in the game like Solstice, you should not be required to be in a clan. I think that's an enormous just oversight that they need to rectify. They should never do that ever again. Whether it's faction rallies, Iron Banner, you know, Solstice, or the Dawning, or any of that stuff. If it's a free event like that, you, you just... I, I don't think you should have to be in a clan. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, other people with no clan should count as clanmates for this. I just don't think it should be a requirement. Just remove it. You know, just remove clan requirement. Why the frick? It doesn't, there's no, there is no good reasoning to have that in there. There isn't. There isn't. Uh, JD Gamer. Hey, Lono, do you think now a lot of people believe that Well is making PvE a lot easier? Do you think it will make Bungie not have Well of Radiance in D3? Oh, I have no idea. I'm not going to speculate on that. It could become like Self Res, though, for D3. You know, we got into D2 and they just took Self Res out. You know, Sulfur. With Pinnacle Weapons, what if the initial quest granted a good roll and then allowed another quest that allowed you to continuously grind for a god roll? Oh, so Pinnacles, the initial quest gets you a god, a good roll, and then there's another quest that allowed you to continuously grind for a god roll. I could get behind this. Webski had a similar idea, like what if once you got the Pinnacle, then that perk drops into the loot pool so you could grind other hand cannons or other pulse rifles and try to get like Desperado or something. Um... And then I think Paul had a good pushback. Paul Tassi was like, well, some of the perks are literally part of the weapon. Like, they only work because they're part of how that weapon uh, functions. You couldn't, like, put Magnificent Howl on every uh, every hand cannon. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't, wouldn't make sense, right? So I think your idea is pretty good. You get a good roll. It's a solid weapon. It really performs well. But then it opens up a quest, and you can go farm that quest and that boss, and it keeps spitting the gun out, and you're farming for the absolute god roll or something. Linitus Gaming. The only reason people want well nerfed is because other supers aren't worth using. Why nerf cool good supers? Why not make other supers good too? This was a point I made, I think, very strongly in the video. Well is a one-size-fits-all, uncontestable super. You're not going to pass it up by just making the other supers stronger. And if you make the other supers stronger, then you have to make content and bosses so absurdly strong that the game starts to get into like the levels of absurdity where everything's a freaking tank because you buffed every single super. As I said, if something's outside the bell curve, dragging everything else outside the bell curve doesn't make sense. Rain it in, there's your baseline, now you have room to elevate those others. I'm not saying nerf and do nothing else, I'm saying rain it in so it still functions as a great super, don't kill it, and then you can raise the others. Yanking everything else outside the bell curve I think would create far more problems problems with endgame pve aspirational content design gale play do you think bungie should copy other mmos and bring each class and subclass roles into raids reason to have variety of different subclasses in a raid something like giving titans more ways to tank damage uh or to take aggro built-in shoulder church i mean if they really lean into MMO like roles and stuff like that, that's possible. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that in the short time that this stuff's coming out. Maybe Destiny 3, they could lean into that. That's kind of already a thing with some of the exotics and some of the ways that we play. So they, they, they kind of are already doing that. And that might be a little bit more apparent if they gave some of the other supers a stronger DPS presence or support presence than they have now. 
uh, Ragnarsson. I'm not sure why we're at the point where a nerf to a non-lethal super is necessary rather than buffering the other subclasses. Already answered this question. Bowchicka Honk Honk says... First off, hi Lono, but do you feel as though D1 way of picking your super and ability tree was better? I hate and have hated the way super tree works in D2. Sunbreaker would benefit from this the most. Using Sunspot super with melting point would be much better in terms of damage. Do you think this would be OP? Well, look, I think a lot of the choice that we had in D1 was the illusion of choice. I actually think in some respects we have more options now. I know that, I don't know, I know that sounds weird, but I, f- I definitely feel that there is a there is a you're picking to play a certain way and then they can make that certain way really really strong there were so many throwaway perks in d1 that nobody used or if you use them it was only because you were kind of clueless as to what an optimum build was it was sort of the illusion of choice I, I want you to really really think and be honest okay when you picked titan slam in d1 you were just sort of done that's it now you could make changes within the subclass a little bit, but right now you can pick Titan Slam, and there's the top tree, there's the bottom tree. Bottom tree lasts forever. Top tree has shoulder charge, and it, it, it has two grenades. Middle tree is code of the missile with ballistic slam. There's way more variety within just that subclass than you ever had in D1. It's the illusion of choice. You see all those bubbles in D1, and you think you had more choice, but the reality is you didn't. You did not have more variety. First of all, you didn't have two supers, so there wasn't two arc supers for the Titan in D1. Second, even within the the Titan Slam itself, there wasn't that much of diversity of, oh, I can have two grenades, I can have shoulder charge, or I can have an eternal super, and you know some of the other things you get from the bottom tree. I, I don't think... You actually had more freedom in D1. I think it was the illusion of freedom. The, 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 the amount of different loadouts you could run, there was really only a couple, and they weren't that much different from each other. They weren't. Like, run Slow Nova, and then run Devour. Now, I know, I guess with the Warlock with Nova, there might have been more, because you had Lance, you had Split, and then you had the traditional... You had the traditional Nova. So maybe Nova had a little bit more. I don't think all of them had that much freedom, though. A lot of them was like, you're just going to run this one loadout. This one set of, you know. Now, I don't disagree with you. I don't think attunements are perfect. I don't think they've, they've, they've arrived. I think you should be able to pick each individual thing. This is the example I've always given. If I pick Way of a Thousand Cuts, I should be able to dig down into Knife Trick and pick, like, three or between three or four different versions of knife trick maybe I get knife trick back really really fast and it's low damage but it heals me on a kill so it's a little bit harder for me to get kills but if I manage to spam it well enough on the right targets I get a little bit of like a vampire effect maybe I get one that's really really slow but it does a debuff maybe I get the one that's kind of in the middle and it does a dot damage you see what I'm saying like going down in each ability on the attunements and drilling down and leveling them up to get different different almost like augmentations might be pretty good. I don't think going back to being like, oh yeah, you can pick arc and then just every bubble's available to you. I think that's harder for them to balance. I think it's easier for them to go into individual attunements and say, this one's functioning way too strong. Let's let's buff it up. Let's um, um, let's let's tweak it down. Let's nerf it. I think it's easier to do that with pre-made attunements. 
Amish Milkman. Do you think that adding more stats to have affected by roles that is going to bring Destiny to more min-maxing style, or could Bungie find a good balance at all? Do you think that adding more stats to have affected by roles that it's going to bring Destiny to a more min-maxing style, or could Bungie find a good balance? This is like a really hard question to answer. It's, it's kind of worded funny as well. Like, I... I don't know. I min maxing again, as I said on Fire Team chat. If they bring all these stats and all these investment paths for your armor, and you're min maxing, where's the content where I feel the need to min max? Because presently there's no content in Destiny where you feel the need to min max. So they would need difficulty spectrum, world tiers, maybe putting contest modifier in different places. You need a reason to put on contest modifier. There needs to be a loot incentive to make everything really, really hard. And if you're going to make everything really, really hard, that's the only place I could see you wanting to min max. Amish Poser. Do you think that since Well is making PvE too easy, if we tone it down, it would drive people away from raids and other endgame activities? No, not if you do it as a full-orbed, a full-orbed, full-court press. Make the other supers good. Make the other supers better. Uh, how to improve Way of the Pathfinder? I don't have an answer to that. BK Soulfly. If with Armor 2.0, we need to complete objectives to increase the state, uh, the stats and the perks, what does that mean for enhancement cores? They're not related. This is a non sequitur. These two, it does not follow. The enhancement cores right now are easier to get. I still think it's stupid to have them in infusion, but their main role is infusion and masterworking. So you're asking a question that is, is in some respects nonsensical. Like, enhancement cores have nothing to do with what you're asking. At least right now, we don't know if they have anything to do with it. All we know is that Bungie wants them in infusion, and they're part of masterworking. And you're asking about a completely different category that we don't even have the information on yet, so I don't know. Uh, 17 months from Joski, thank you. Warlock, what if they get rid of Well and bring back self res? We've already addressed that. Do you think making uh, Well of Radiance incompatible with Rally Barricade and Luna Faction boots would be a good balancing point? Trading off auto-reloading for near invulnerability and a damage buff, albeit with pauses to reloads. I want you to read what you just wrote slowly, though, bro. Okay, we're not going to get auto-reloading, and we're going to trade that off for near invulnerability and a damage buff. Does that sound fair? Like, come on, dude. Like, that's that's the pro- You encapsulated the problem with that sentence. We're nearly invulnerable, and we get a damage buff. There's nothing else in the game that does that. Like, that, that's why the super is so, so outside the bell curve. You're like, okay, Lono, I gotta reload every once in a while. Is that fair? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it, it's not a fair trade. It's not a fair trade. And people could just, yeah, people could just put, like, rally barricades and, 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 and Luna Faction rifts next to the well, and you could just, like, pivot in and out, you know? J.D. Turkleton. The Lake of Shadows boss has a super nullifying attack. If you don't melt him fast enough, is that something you could see modified, improved, to discourage well? See, this is, this is too narrow, though. You're basically saying, leave well alone, but let's start designing boss fights where they're doing something very specific so you don't use well. That's going to hurt other supers too, man. Like, you'd never build the content for outlier supers. Oh, man. Well of Radiance is ridiculous. Skull of the Dire Ahamkara is ridiculous. We better make content for that. What do you end up with? Reckoning. You're literally designing content for outlier outside the bell curve power. I don't think that's a good idea. House Maldo, would well be fixed if it was damage reduction instead of healing and overshield. 
it would be fixed if it was a damage reduction instead of healing an overshield. That just doesn't feel like it's enough. Like I just I feel like some of you guys are getting into micro suggestions that just aren't going far enough. Do you think and that's not a question anyway. I mean do you think well could be less desirable for boss fights if it only gave the warlock an overshield and burned up the super time faster per person in the well? That would give it a balanced nerf. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if more people step in it and it lowers the duration and the only person getting an overshield is the warlock, that might be beneficial. I don't know. I think it makes more sense to just be like, if you pick the damage buff, it's a shorter duration. If you pick the healing buff, it lasts longer because that's more logically sensible. For a passive survival super, it should last a little bit longer. For an aggressive offensive super that's buffing everybody's damage, it should last shorter. Like That to me just is logically sound. You're creating something that's a little bit more complex and might not even be needed. Like You could just go with a more simplistic reduction of time if you're just doing like the damage. Thrally, do you think well should be a lot smaller? No, I don't think so. What do you think if you got high knockback in the well knocking you out of it and what would you think if you got high knockback in the well no you want more knockback are you freaking crazy we want less knockback throlly not more knockback in physics is one of the most annoying things in the game right now i feel like a ping pong ball half the time i'm not dying to guns and attacks i'm dying to getting slapped around like a rag doll only if you use well no we don't want more knockback no no more knockback is not the solution Cruxley uh, how would you feel about a raid boss where you are drained of your light and the mechanics are required to get your super back maybe even super only damage phase I uh, whatever sure uh, ghost phase isn't this always going to be a constant underlying problem something shines too bright and they dim it aren't we just chasing our tail no because I think there was pretty good super balance near the end of D1 you had a you had a really good I ran I ran um, a, a, a level a level 12 discipline build with with uh, Starfire Protocol, and I threw fusions like crazy. With Viking Funeral, it was really, really strong, right? I could also hold on to self-res if I wanted to. Um, there was the Titan bubble. Titan Slam had its place. It was good super shutdown for, like, trials. And then Hammers was really good because, you know, you could do Melting Point. Um, so... I I think that in that regard, the supers had a little bit better better representation in D1. And in, in right now, I don't think we're chasing our tail. I think there's one super that's completely standing outside the bell curve. And if you bring it in and raise the others, it could be really well balanced. I mean, I you're acting like there's always been standout supers in PvE. And other than bell other than like the bubble and self-res in D1. I, I, I don't think they stood out to the degree that Well of Radiance is standing out right now. I remember running through King's Fall with Blue Westlow and he was running a he was running a Nova build and I was like, wow, Nova's actually really strong in here. Right? You could run Nova with Obsidian and it was actually a really, really good build. There wasn't you know, it was a strong it was a strong build, you know. So um the I I, th- I think that there's we're not chasing our tail. I think you have one super that is insanely outside the bell curve. So, uh, Mr. Heat Miser, won't changing Luna's doing something to the damage buff and maybe lowering duration fix the issue? What's your suggestion for a fix? I've outlined my suggestion multiple times. Thrally, uh, do you think enemies should actively target the well? It could be destroyed in the crucible by shooting the sword. 
I I don't know. Maybe I, that doesn't feel like a big enough swing though. And again, with the way enemies can target an aggro draw and their accuracy, it could it could make well irrelevant. It could get completely destroyed too fast. You don't want like an ogre to just beam it and then it's gone in seconds. That's like Axton's turrets in the late game of Borderlands 2. You throw them out and they just get immediately obliterated. Um, Grandpa Blackout. Maybe the warlock has to hold the sword so they're locked in to take damage. Well, so- while it's happening at a slow rate and can take damage from enemies. Yeah, this is like the Ursa, like the Titan holding the shield. I I think this increases the boredom. It doesn't rectify the problem. Some poor warlock's gonna stand there like an idiot. Um, I think some of the suggestions we've already made about duration, you gotta pick between DPS buff or health buff. I think that would be better. Um, what if there was a penalty for not, for not leaving well when it ends, similar to Queen's Walk heart no i don't think you want supers to punish the player i mean the only supers that punish players right now is if you use them recklessly and like hurt yourself against a wall or something like area of effect damage and you know you get some of that splash damage on yourself i don't this doesn't sound like a good this doesn't sound like a good idea you're basically like hey if you stay in there too long you're gonna get punished that i don't think supers should function that way i think supers should be a self-contained benefit that doesn't have like a punishment obviously if you throw your nova into a wall or blade barrage into a wall that's that splash damage is going to hurt you but that that's different right 27 months from brainchild thank you so much guys if you've enjoyed this content you've enjoyed the back and forth in the q a please click the follow button that's a free and easy way to support me that is the uh little heart button if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube i'm gonna keep streaming if you're here live but if you're listening in the other places i appreciate you watching and listening please like share and subscribe